Welcome back to the Valley to Peak podcast. This week is something that was very fun to record. It's a little bit different than what we usually do, but I sit down with my friend Gabe Jerish of Backwoods Pursuit. Backwards Pursuit is, as you'll hear, an all-inclusive website and YouTube channel and sort of all the different outlets that you could think of where Gabe has created a really comprehensive review resource of a broad array, array of outdoor gear. So this ranges for anything from quilts and sleeping bags to pads to cooking stoves to water filters to all of these different things but i wanted to get gabe on to talk about a couple of things specifically one of those was a review where he sat down with 51 different backpacking meals and did a very objective analysis now some of it's subjective which he'll comment on it's really hard to objectify taste right but he took several different people to sit down and evaluate these and so i wanted to hear kind of the details of that the outcomes of that what he thought was the best etc we also sit down and we talk about backpacking kitchen gear right like so essentially what are some of the cooking things that you need in the backcountry what has he found to be the most helpful because there is no one at least no one that i know of who has had their hands on literally just about everything that's in the market and so we sit down and talk about different cook systems we sit down and talk about all sorts of different things related to gear and then just for fun at the end we fire off a random over or under what in his perspective is overrated or underrated on several different topics with gear we review everything from uh, different fabrics like dyneema to different fabrics like merino wool versus synthetics to some other fun stuff and so I think that you're going to find a couple of things in here. One, you're going to find a ton of links in the show notes to stuff that we talk about. Two, you're going to find a resource if you haven't already used it where you can go and find just a comprehensive review of things that you've always wondered. And even if you're pretty educated in the gear department, Gabe's website provides a one-stop shop that compares all of the nerd data, right? Like what does it weigh? What's the boil time for stoves? What about if the water's frozen? What if it's not frozen? What if it's insert any factor you could possibly think of so you can check that out tons of different links to discounts and some of that stuff on his website and anyway i just thought it was a really good episode it's out of the ordinary but in a good kind of way so take a listen to the episode be sure you check out the show notes for everything that we have talked about without further ado here's gabe from backwoods pursuit personally i would love to hear you know, you introduce yourself, give the backstory to Backwoods Pursuit, the idea of how it came about, how you got started in it, and kind of where it is now. Yeah, you bet. So, um, gosh, this is Backwoods Pursuit's almost four years old now uh, since first publication and spent about six months building it out before then. But um, it kind of it was one of those things where we started started uh, really getting into gear years back and, and uh you know, it was one of those things where I was always tinkering and playing with gear anyways. And at one point, my wife said, no, why don't you just, you know, build something uh, that you're going to, you know, write some articles, do some videos or whatnot, and maybe it'll be a, a business model down the road. But uh, spending the time doing it anyways, really enjoyed it. And so I started doing some freelance writing uh, for the folks uh, here, some local folks here in town and articles here and there and just uh, kind of one-off type of things. And then you know, eventually that led into you know, wanting to expand and uh, expand across you know, more of a, a broad range of gear. And, and so just started you know, learning how to, to you know, design and build a website. I'd never done that before, uh, before doing this. 
So I jumped into that. That was probably that was a big part of that six months process of learning how to 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 uh, build a website because I really had never touched that before or, or video or editing or anything of that nature. It wasn't that good with the camera. So um, yeah, so really dove into that and just started you know writing articles and, and testing gear and and it's a slow process of course at first, but. But uh, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun over the last four years getting to play with gear and test gear and see what works and see what doesn't. And, um, you know, started the YouTube channel about six months after the website launched and, and just started putting together videos here and there. I'm sure the, uh, the early videos are you know, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And it kind of just has grown from there. And I've got... Uh, seven of us that do writing and testing guys that help me here and there and whenever they can and and so it's not just my opinion anymore not my thoughts on on you know the uses that I have for the gear I try to bring others in as much as I can and get other viewpoints and kind of helps round out the, the perspective on things sometimes as well so but yeah it's a quick rundown on that yeah and like before we'd um before we even really started, you know, formally recording, I told you this and I'm fortunate that you and I've gotten to know each other over the years and become friends. Yeah. And, um, I, this may be biased, but I don't think so. Given the fact of <laughs> the volume of people that would definitely concur with this, I think it's, it's, I think they're, they are the most comprehensive reviews that I have seen on the widest array of different topics. So there are some channels out there, there are some, you know, whatever that do a really great job that have, you know, a review of optics, let's say, and they review three of the, you know, three spotting scopes that are of the greatest market interest. But, you know, yours, the database is so comprehensive and the reviews are so thorough. I, personally and it's not just because you're my buddy i've always thought this but i personally think it is the the most comprehensive guide single resource that anyone could get their hands on to review such a wide array of gear ranging from geez quilts to pads to ultralight chairs to optics to food which we're going to dive yeah. into here a little bit sure, yeah. um and and just an, you know it's it's such a great it's such a great review so yeah, I, I'm excited to have you on here. And a couple of yeah, reasons was it. was one that you're. It's just a. It's such a great resource, and I don't think that the the audience. I don't think that. I don't think that it's. It, I don't think it's well known well enough. So I wanted to have you on, right? Well, Maybe selfishly that. to be like, oh yeah, I introduced the this guy to these people <laughs> or whatever. But um, yeah. second to that. And something you and I have personally chatted about a couple of yeah. years ago, maybe it was a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years yeah. ago you guys did the food? Yeah, I guess coming up on, I guess three years ago now. Yeah, you should need to do another one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so you guys did a really thorough analysis of most of the main entree type meals offered by most of the major backpacking companies. And you can, like, I, I want to talk about that a little bit, have you explain it. And I'm going to give you the liberty to say whether or not you want to, you know, say certain brands that you tested, et cetera. But yeah. I'd love for you just to describe that, what, what it was that you guys did. And then we'll come back and talk about some of the highlights, some of the lowlights <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah. what the ultimate conclusion was based on that. You bet. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was one of the, I want to say one of the first kind of, uh, not comprehensive, but more 
uh, you know, more interactive reviews we did with the got a group of folks together that that aren't at that at the time were really associated with backwoods pursuit, but just say you know, calling some buddies, hey, you want to come test some backpacking food with us, and we'll kind of put together a review, you know, a video and whatnot, and and so it did that. Basically, the the goal for the project was to to you know gather as much of this backpacking food and freeze dried backpacking food that a lot of us have tried. And maybe you know some that we as much as we could that maybe we haven't tried, and and do a, a and as an objective of a you know, taste test of it as we could, um, and so we we pulled together for the we did a, a breakfast a section and a, and a dinner or a supper section whatever you want to call it, um, and and so we did fifty one meals on the dinners and I believe it was fourteen on the breakfasts, um, and so a lot of different options and those of course weren't all different brands but a lot of the main ones um and and so basically what we did we took those and, and cooked them up in the kitchen and everybody got in the backyard and just you know put them all in in a paper uh paper bowl uh wife helped cook them up and then handed them out and, and everybody just went around and, and uh, taste tested them and scored them based on their know, taste and texture and and that kind of thing and uh, so it, the goal was primarily to find you know, something that we're going to enjoy when we're in the backcountry. I mean, I know I, I love food and I love to have good food while I'm backpacking and you know, it's nothing worse than being super hungry and you come back to your tent and you struck out on a meal that you really took a leap of faith on, you know? Um, so I'm curious, were there any, uh, were there any, like, were there any themes that emerged? Like did a certain brand, stand out among the group in winning all of the categories or was there um, some brands that really stood out and let's say taste and texture but had and i guess maybe a better leading question would be what was the criteria that you used beyond taste and texture uh yeah so we what we did is uh, and it, it's on the the articles on the website the backwardspursuit.com and so there's a whole bunch of categories all the all the meals and brands everything that we tested are there um, and so we, we looked at, um, gosh, let's see, if I can remember all this three years ago here, uh, you know, taste and texture, we, we counted for calories. Of course, that wasn't a part of the, the taste test, but um, the primary factor was the, the taste testing um, and, and you know, prim primarily taste and texture you know, was, was mostly it. And, and that kind of combined into our average taste ranking for for each of the meals. And we broke that down into say a lasagna category, a Thai or beef stroganoff, mac and cheese, you know, the different categories best we could. And then some random ones that didn't really have a distinct category where there weren't enough to make a category for. Um, so, I mean, really it wasn't a based on, you know, is this the best for you? <laughs> you know, that, that would be a whole different kind of a, of a test and review for something like that. It was, you know, it, how, how we enjoyed them while we were we're eating them and this could this be something where you know it's more than one or two bites and you're going to be you know sick of it or is this something you could eat an entire meal and, and enjoy it so what so what were the results what what companies stood out as kind of the leader of the pack to being the favorite among the group or yeah. um yeah i mean i guess i guess it would only be fair to also say what you know what stood out as least favorite among the group as well sure you know, that's a hard question because everybody has, you know, such different tastes. So take that, take it with a grain of salt, of course. Um, you know, if, if none of, I, I wouldn't say any of us that were here are, you know, hardcore nutrition Nazis, that kind of thing. Um, and the general 
the general consensus is, you know, when you get into, as, as with most food, you get into the healthier stuff, you tend to, it tends to not taste as good because, you know, there's a lot of garbage that goes into the stuff that tastes really good too. But that being said, um, there was, there was kind of a, an interesting range of, you know, you'd have some really good mountain house, let's say, and then some that were not so good. And some, uh, you know, we had, you know, base camp and wise company and backpackers pantry and, um, off grid, um, gosh, legacy, uh, some Mary Janes out of Northern Idaho here. Um, Alpine air, if I already said that one, uh, Heather's choice, old meals. Uh, so quite a few. So it seemed like, you know, there were some really good Alpine air and some really not so good. Um, and so there wasn't a, a common theme other than I would say as a whole, probably the, the brand that scored the highest, it would be the peak refuels. Um, as a as a whole, um, but there were some other ones that were really really good from some brands, and uh, you know, Outdoor Pantry has some really good ones as well. Of course, Mountain House has some really good ones. Um, uh, as a whole, though, um, you know, our group, anyways, you know, our our, our group of folks didn't uh, didn't rank um, Heather's Choice as high. Uh, Mary Jane's Farm was pretty good, but, but not didn't rank quite as high. Uh, there was some of the um, outdoor pantries that were where they weren't really liked as well but again some that were really liked so it's hard to bring across the brand see there was there was a winner but probably as a whole i'd say peak at the highest rankings across the board which is interesting because you know as a as a nutrition nerd like mm -hmm. i i obviously i care about taste like i'm not going to just gnaw on something for the sake of the nutrition profile I, it has to taste good like that's foundation number one when planning nutrition for somebody in the backcountry is the only thing that's going to be worth taking is something you're actually going to consume. You don't get any of the fuel from it if you can't stomach it. Um, but it's, what's interesting about the fact that peak wins is peak is one of the highest or peak peaks traditionally have the highest fat content of all the meals. So of course it's going to be <laughs> super tasty, right? <laughs> sure, Compared to yeah. some of the others, but yeah, the, um, I'll link, I'll link the, um, uh, the review in the show notes. So guys that are guys and gals that are interested in checking that out, it's called a 51 meal shootout. And again, like this just confirms what I'd said at the beginning of the show, which is it is comprehensive and, and like, which is awesome for nerds like me. And like, as I'm, as I'm going through here, there's discount codes on some of these meals that, you know, I guess you would, you'd probably have developed a relationship. And so even if someone's like, if, if you're listening and you're wondering about some of these products, some of them are not really, really popular. And so if you've seen them on the market and you've wondered how they're, if they're decent or not, this would be a really great chance to number one, get on and check out the subjective opinions, which is still worth listening to of, six guys who ate this as well as get your hands on a discount code that might save you a little bit of cash if you're interested in trying one of those so i'll be sure to link that in the show note second thing i wanted to chat about because you've you're you have the opportunity to test so many different things is anything related to cooking in the backcountry and i guess the the first kind of general question that came to mind when i knew that i wanted to ask you about this is is there anything that stands out either that you've reviewed or personally tried as like a quote unquote must have in someone's cooking kit for the backcountry? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, 
I guess it comes down to personal preference, you know, when it comes to cooking. Um, for me personally, I, you know, when I'm most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when I'm, when I'm, you know, using these types of meals and whatnot, and then it's the kind of thing where I just need to boil water. Um, most of them are freeze dried and, you know, I've, I have some and I'm actually testing some, some uh, meals right now that are a cook in the, in the pot kind of a meal. And those are super cool and they're really good and, and they're, they tend to be a little better for you. Um, but it's, that's kind of a pain if you're hunting and you're getting back to your 10, it's 930. You just want to go to bed, you know, because you know you're getting up at 4 a.m. or whatever, <laughs> you know. So um, for me, something to boil water is, is really all I need. Um, I do like the all-in-ones uh, type of type of setup. You know, the, uh, the one that I seem to keep coming back to is like a jet boil uh, flashlight and they don't even make it anymore. I've had it for years. Um, it's right around 16 ounces for the full setup. Um, and I can you know get up to two people if I've got two folks I'm cooking for it works for that. But um, but if I want to go super lightweight, I do like the the Optimus Crux light with the Tox titanium pot. Uh, just like a one liter pot. It's good for a solo trip, um, and it's right around ten ounces or so all in for including the fuel if I remember correctly. So it's really really lightweight. Um, saves a little bit of weight there, but um, but not as, you know, it's a give and take, as you know, um, so I don't know, as far as must haves, it kind of depends on the trip, I guess. <laughs> can you, and I mean, for maybe folks who aren't familiar, can you talk a little bit about like the differences between an all in one system? And then you went on to mention the jet boil versus the other one, which saves you a bunch of weight, but it's just kind of the differences between a two-part system or maybe even three-part system versus one of those all-in-ones? Um, the all-in-one system, basically, like your jet boils, your uh, MSR wind burner, there's a number of them out there like that. You know, you've got the, the, the pot that connects to the burner and there's not, you know, there's not bits and pieces that you can have to, you know, separate in your pack or whatnot. It's just when you, when you pack it all up together, it's just one, one piece of gear. And it's all contained in one in one container, if you will, uh, so that everything nestles inside the pot. Uh, whereas a, a separate system like the the Tox pot, the Tox titanium pot, and then the Crux uh, light burner, um, you can get some of that in. Like you put the burner in the pot, but it but it's free floating. You know, it doesn't the the pot doesn't connect to the burner, so it's easier to knock that off if you're boiling water. Um, you know, have you can have a, a mishap there. Um, it's easier to lose something in your pack or not have to dig through your pack. So it's less convenient. And that's kind of where you, you sacrifice convenience and, uh, you know, for, you know, for having that, that, that's weight savings is kind of the, obviously, you know, the, the general theme of ultralight is you're typically sacrificing that convenience. So that, that's a, the, the differences there and, and something like that, that titanium pot, they, they tend to, be easier to burn yourself on because the handles aren't like rubberized or when they put the jet boils, they have that, that uh, heat sleeve on the outside. So you can grab it and not, not burn yourself as much but with the hundred percent titanium that saves the weight. It's, it's pretty easy to burn your fingers on that if you're not careful. So it's, you know, a give and take there. Yeah. And you guys did a, an, another awesome review where you tested six of the best ultralight backpacking stoves 
out of that test, if you were going to give an award to kind of just general best overall option, and I know that it's going to depend on the size of the cook pod and what you want to do with it. But if, you know, if you absolutely had to pick one of those, was there one that you liked more than the other five? Um, probably the the one that I didn't include in there that I, mean, I didn't include it because they don't make it anymore. Right. It, you can't find it at that jet boil flashlight. And I know folks say the same thing about the the model previous to that, that was a titanium model. Um, I know I've heard some folks, you know, wishing that that would come back as well because it's even lighter yet and it's a full all-in-one type of system. Uh, but it's very, very similar to that flash or even the zip uh, that, that is in that article. It's very similar to that. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things, it's a couple extra ounces, you know, five or six extra ounces for that. But the convenience, you know, it, it is nice to have uh, the, the, the self-igniter that you get in those, in that, no jet boil versus you have to bring a, a lighter or have one of those sparks uh, you know like optimus makes a spark that, that you can purchase to go with that so there's the convenience is nice i think in in that in those all-in-one systems and a lot of people really love that msr wind burner too that's a great stove uh, but it doesn't have a built-in igniter which kind of defeats some of the convenience of having that all-in-one system in my mind too so i don't know <laughs> personal preference like you said yeah, and you guys did a. Um, I'll, I'll link this review because in it, <laughs> again, just so comprehensive, which I love because I'm a I'm a very analytically minded person. But there's things like you know the time that it takes to boil water from room temperature, the time that it takes to boil water that's been relatively frozen, the time that it takes to boil water whenever it's windy, and so even if like even if you're familiar with what you know an all-in-one system is compared to a two or a three-part system or if you're familiar with the brands or whatever the thing that is so great about what you've compiled is it's all in one place right like in i know whenever i research a purchase i've got 16 different tabs open from rei and backcountry and com and all of these different websites looking at okay well what's the weight what's the suggested boil time what's the one point reviews what's the five point reviews and essentially what uh, another thing that I just love about the site is it's all here. It's all here. Every time I find myself wondering, I wonder if this like it's there. And, you know, I, um, I agree. I've got a couple of all in one systems and then a couple that, you know, I've pieced together. And I think my favorite might be kind of what you had mentioned, um, which mine's a, like a wind burner. Uh, it's the one with the regulator on it, the MSR, um, can't remember what it was, but it's got a regulator on it with a titanium pot. And I don't know if this is a pro tip or not. People might already do this, but I took a, um, like a soda can koozie and cut it in half. And I keep that in there to grab the handle with, because that handle is smoking yeah, right. hot whenever it comes off, <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever it comes off of the flame. So I'll link the, um, I'll link the stove review in there along with the backpacking review. So if anyone's interested in checking it out, they can. This is a completely random question about gear. And I can elaborate why I had this question, but, and I guess it's two part. Number one, is there a coffee mug in the backcountry that you've tried and like? And then number two, if you had to pick coffee of choice for the backcountry, would you A, go just instant, B, pour over, C, 
something else, and I guess in addition to that, favorite brand? Um, yeah, a great question. So in the, in the uh, coffee mug realm, I've tried a few, um, and you know, I haven't done a full, full on review of, of coffee um, cups or coffee mugs, um, necessarily just a few that I've tried. Um, the, the one that I keep coming back to is the Sea to Summit Delta Light. It's about five ounces, uh, but it's fully insulated. And it, and next to others that I've tried, it's kept my coffee hot for a really long time. So if I am sitting there, you know, the morning hunt is done, it's 10 30, 11 or whatever, and I'm, I've got an hour I want to sit somewhere and sip coffee while I'm sitting on a game trail or something. Um, it'll keep my coffee hot for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour pretty easy. So, and it's, you know, it's a little bit extra weight because it's insulated like that, but it's, it's really cheap. It's like seven or eight bucks. So if you break it or lose it, it's no big deal. Um, that's the one I've been using. really like that one. Um, some of the other ones I've used didn't, didn't keep it hot quite as long, um, but it's, it works great. Um, but I haven't, I haven't tested some of the titanium options out there. They're going to be lighter, but again, you have the same challenge with titanium. It gets really hot when you're drinking hot coffee. You know, that's, that can be a challenge. <laughs> so, um, uh, as far as the coffee cup, that's, that's the one I've been using there. Um, coffee itself, um, you know, I take a full espresso machine when I get, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to be really impressed. <laughs> I found this ultralight espresso and no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, we did actually did a, a, a backpacking coffee review um, and we tested nine different coffees and did kind of same thing, blind taste tested those and came away with some really good ones. Um, let's see, we tested Black Rifle. Uh, what else we got here? Alpine Start, Tioga Rise, Dark Timber, a couple of the Dark Timbers, um, the, the Starbucks. Uh, first ascent is the lesser known one that was really good and then high side was added in a little bit later tried them after after the review was complete and added that one in um so as a whole you know, i'm i'm fine with instant coffee and actually some of like some of my favorites were the first ascent uh in in the instant coffee and you know it, it, a lot of stuff gets kind of expensive you know you know two three bucks for a cup of coffee is a lot but you know, you don't do it that often when you're out there. So um, Dark Timber, though, was excellent. It was some of my personal favorites. And um, the one, if, I, if I'm picking one, my my number one favorite was was the Dark Timber Pour Over. It's a packet that has the gravity pack. And that's has a built-in pour-over system. So you just tear it open like you would instant coffee, boil your water, and pour it over. And it just kind of you know, hangs onto the lip of your mug. And so you get a true pour over coffee uh, rather than instant coffee and it's pretty darn good so that, that's my personal pick anyways interesting yeah i uh i tried to get on board with the pour over and like just sitting there waiting for it to you know go through the grinds or go go through the ground coffee right and then you gotta and then you fill it back up and then you can't let it overflow so you wait for it to strain and then you feel i was like i'm not messing with this i just want to drink coffee <laughs> it tasted great i mean it was uh it was it was good but and actually so i'll re i'll also link the review to your guys's coffee test and i'll i will also link um 
Exo Mountain Gear, which Mark's on this show quite a bit, he wrote an article for the Exo Journal on how to make your own pour over bags. So, you know, you can grind the coffee at home, save yourself a ton of money. What I started doing, um, and this is courtesy of one of my good buddies, Brian Drake, is buying for $3.99. Trader Joe's has some instant coffee, which tastes excellent, in my opinion. It tastes just like a Via. And if you, you can buy these little small, like half ounce plastic Ziploc bags, you get like 200 of them for $5 at the local um, craft, craft store. And if you package four grams of that stuff into one of these bags, it's like, you know, it's, I think it literally ends up being maybe 10 cents per cup versus whatever V ends up being. It's a few dollars per cup, right? And so, yeah, it's a little bit more work, but, you know, sit, sit on the uh, sit on the couch at night with a kitchen scale and some little baggies looking like you're doing something illegal <laughs> but you've got cheap coffee for the uh for the entire fall so yeah i'll link those together and i'll link those and uh like I, let everybody that's interested check those out we're gonna let you go in a minute but i was curious to do one last thing this is a little bit selfish and a little bit fun i'm gonna do it's gonna be overrated or underrated so like most people know this as being just simply over or under and we're gonna do it with general gear some of it's got to do with like certain fabrics or certain things that products might be made out of and then just a, a variety of different things are you ready let's, let's... Let's do it. <laughs> you can you can you can answer as simple as overrated or underrated, yeah. or you can elaborate. Okay, if you want. sounds good. But as a guy, as a guy who's had his hands on literally just about everything that comes <laughs> out in the market, I can't think of anybody better qualified to do this. Yeah, we'll see what we come up with here. All right, one one last rule, and then I'm done. I promise okay. I'll start. You. You you have to you can't be as diplomatic as you had been. You have to pick over or under. <laughs> okay. That's it. There's no like. Well, it depends because I'm the same yeah. way, right? People will say, "Well, in this nutrition scenario, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Well, it depends." You got to pick one. Sounds good. We can do that. All right, here we go. Expensive glass, meaning binoculars, spotting scopes, scopes, etc. Um, it's not underrated. Um. It's it's uh, certainly worth it if you can. Uh, there is a difference, but most people won't realize that difference once you get above, say, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, or won't won't really need the difference there. So, best pair of binos that you can buy for the least amount of money. Uh, probably the Athlon Cronus UHD. Best spotter for the least amount of money. Mm. Probably again that Athlon Aries UHD, the six, uh, 15 to 45. I hope so, because that's what you told me to buy, and that's what I bought. <laughs> yeah, I passed that one. Okay, so here's the next one. All right. And we kind of already covered this, but we'll do it again. All in one cook systems. Uh, they, nah, I would say not. Yeah, they're not overrated. They're, I wouldn't say they're underrated, but they're not overrated. Floorless shelters. So, meaning things like teepees with no you know no tub no screen nothing just single wall floorless shelters uh because i, I must be a, a weenie i like a floor they're gonna be overrated for me <laughs> there's a little bit of diplomacy yeah. in that <laughs> all right here we go uh quilts underrated I, I love best quilt for the money for the money uh Gosh, Catabatic is, is my favorite, for sure. 
ultralight gear in general? It's it's so expensive. That's the problem. Um, it's one of those, if you can afford it, it's not overrated. You save a lot of weight. But as a whole, it, it is overrated because you can come really close uh, in performance, you know, and not have to spend all that money to save a few ounces. Dyneema. Uh, that's not overrated. It's, that's awesome stuff. Can you, in three sentences or less, explain what Dyneema is for maybe people who don't know? Uh, it's an alternate uh, fabric um, that is what it's not so nylon or so poly. It's uh, naturally waterproof, so it doesn't require any kind of waterproof coating or anything. And so you, you literally don't have to worry about the waterproofing on, on Dyneema. And it's tougher than so nylon. And so it's going to be a little more durable that way. And it's crazy lightweight, um, for instance, a, a one-person uh, ultralight uh, Dyneema shelter I'm testing right now is 13 point something ounces. And it's a big one person with, with a full floor and a vestibule and everything. So it's, it's just super lightweight. Merino wool. Uh, I like Merino wool, but for me personally, it, uh, I've, I've moved to synthetic. So it's a little overrated for me. Favorite piece of synthetic gear you've got? that's that's really broad <laughs> well i guess maybe better question or alternative question what made you make the jump from merino to okay. synthetics um i had been using part of the first light in the merino and they make some great merino and i i loved it uh when they you know when it was 100 percent merino and then when they went to some of the merino blends it's more durable and holds this form better but I had a lot more odor issues when that happened after just say two days or so. And so, whereas the hundred percent Merino was good for five, six, seven days. Um, and so then I started trying uh, some of the synthetics, the Sitka synthetics, um, particularly the base layers. Um, I've, you know, I've used like the core lightweight hoodie for seven straight days and not had an issue. Um, and it just breathes better in the hot weather weather dries faster um and so I, I just i started leaning more that way the more i used it ultralight rain gear probably overrated it's so fragile best piece of heavy duty rain gear that you know of or favorite mm, probably the one that that i'm actually just pushed out a video this week on it is that four low all climber that's that's a really nice heavy duty rain jacket Cool. I'll link that too. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And before we let you go, I'd love for you just to promote the heck out of Backwoods Pursuit because it's such a great resource and uh, tell people where they can find the videos, the website, you, any of those things. Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on and talking gear. I always love talking gear. And even if it's just, you know, my perspective or our perspective, you definitely want to just the goal, want to get people into whatever's going to work best for them and you check out the the website like like you said kyle backwardspursuit.com um and as well as the, the youtube channel backwards pursuit we try to push out a review on the website and a review on the youtube channel every week and uh they try to work them together where you know if it's on the, the youtube channel it's something a little different over on the website um we try to be as comprehensive as we can and cover all the bases for folks and I really try to stay up on the comments and questions as well that come to all the platforms uh, and just love helping 
point people in the right direction for whatever whatever they need, whatever their budget is, and do the best we can that way. And and uh, yeah, we love, love helping folks out, and and it's a lot of fun playing with gear. And we wouldn't like uh, being able to do that. So we'll have to get you out on a on one of these upcoming group reviews, Kyle, and and uh, have you participate. I'd love to, man. Anytime. Thanks for coming. And, uh, I will link, man, I'll try to link everything in the show notes that I can remember. There were so many great things that we talked about and, um, thanks a big thanks to you for joining us and I'm excited for people to hear more about the research. Absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on and appreciate the time. So a big thanks to Gabe for sitting down and talking about all of those things with me. And again, I'm going to try to list everything that we talked about specifically in the show notes and the reviews that he's listed, etc. And, you know, jump over to his social media, give it a follow because sometimes he's posting stuff that is out on the market that you never knew you needed. So it's just a, it's just a fun, a fun, a fun thing to check out if you're into the, uh, if you're in the gear and I've not met anybody who's into the mountains, that's not also into gear. So anyway, thanks again to Gabe. I appreciate you joining us this week. We will be back with another episode in a couple of weeks. And as always, if you've got suggestions for episodes, you would love to hear send those ideas over to info at v2pnutrition.com. If you've got a couple of extra minutes, it would be awesome if you could jump into your podcasting platform and rank it or leave us a comment or send it over to a friend who you feel like might enjoy the episode. All of those things are really helpful to us and and we greatly appreciate it. So thanks for joining us uh, and we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Have a great week, everyone.